This is the Fog Pod, an extension of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. This is the Fog Pod. We're reporting on the reporting of the Fog Horn. Hi, this is Gabriel Greshler. Uh, I'm guest hosting uh, for uh, Katie Naw this week. And this week we have a very interesting story. Uh, USF, a, a student group at USF, started a underground condom delivery service. Um, and today uh, we have the reporter who wrote this story. Uh, her name is Haley Kaiser. She's a freshman at USF. And uh, Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, hi, I'm Haley. I'm a freshman media studies major, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. Awesome, and I'm from Seattle too, so we got a little connection there. <laughs> um, kind of diving right into this, tell us sort of how you um, went about sort of the reporting on this story. So, you know, our news editor, Marty Harding, probably, you know, assigned this to you. Um, who who was the the first person you spoke to or kind of the the first research you did how kind of break us break that down for us a little bit yeah so i first heard about it and i got in contact with one of the organizers of the organization and um, the the condom delivery service yeah. organization okay yeah and who we decided not to name but i talked with them and kind of got the lowdown of what they were hoping to accomplish with it and when they were starting it and it actually got delayed a few weeks in that few week time period i talked to the director of the health and promotion services kind of just talked about what services are provided for students at USF because of the Catholic values that our school upholds. Uh, they don't provide free condoms. Uh, this group noticed that we weren't providing free ones and the only way students could get them was from clinics which are spread out across the city and often difficult for students to get to. So instead this group is getting those condoms from the clinics and placing them in like baskets or tins in some of the bathrooms in the UC and the cafeteria and the Gleason library. Mm -hmm. And then it was also really interesting to hear that there's other Catholic Jesuit universities that are also trying to fix the problem and student groups um, at other schools are being formed to address this. Yeah. So you, I know you mentioned in your piece that there are sort of like a few universities who there's sort of like rumblings um, of specifically Catholic universities um, about them trying to change their policies. What have there been any universities that have changed their policies, Catholic universities that have changed their policies? Um have there been ones that have like stayed the same? What's sort of like going on right now? Um, as far as I'm aware of the schools that I researched, most of them have really stayed strong with their policy. So at Boston College, yeah. um, a group in 2009 formed to do the same thing, just provide free condoms for students. And they did it mostly off campus, um, but they also um, put them in some dorms, I believe. And I think last year they tried to pass a referendum which would allow them to provide them on campus because right now they're on a sidewalk that not a lot of students go by. Um, but they did a petition and everything and it wasn't passed. This the referendum. University stayed with their previous policy. Okay. When you spoke sort of to the representative of this, you know, condom service, um, 
what what would you say uh, sort of like their ultimate goal is here or what would they like to see sort of like at the end? Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the road. Something that was really um, interesting to learn was that San Francisco has really high STI rates. Um, California in general does, but then San Francisco is even higher. So it kind of demonstrated why there is a need um, to provide um, condoms and like education about sexual health. Um, so they noticed that statistic was really high and really wanted um, to provide a way for students to um, be safer. Um, and they also noticed like the level of sexual activity was high on campus. So just being able to provide really accessible um, condoms so they didn't have to go out into the city and get them um, was really important to the group. Mm-hmm. And did they say... Um, cause you said that there, there, there's sort of like a couple locations around campus that you can now get these, but did they say that they wanted to grow or that they wanted to like have more people to have access to them or are they just planning on having these locations for right now? I think for right now, just those, uh, few locations and I'm guessing if it grows and they so far have not received backlash from the university. Um, but if they continue to not, I'm sure they'll try to expand it. Were they at all sort of like worried about the backlash that they'd receive, they they might receive from the university? Were they considering that sort of when they were building this project? Um, I think they definitely had, which is part of the reason that they're an anonymous group. Um, mm-hmm. But they were really focused on just um, being able to provide this service from an outside source. So I think that was their main focus. When you approached um, the university to sort of uh, ask them, you know, what, why they weren't providing condoms, um, what were, what was their response and how did they sort of like justify this? So basically, um, the director of HPS uh, was saying that because students chose to came come to a Catholic Jesuit school, um, we should respect their values, and so that's why they don't provide those. Okay, got it. What would you say was like your most surprising find throughout all this, or kind of like the weird, the weirdest or most surprising thing that kind of you came across during this whole reporting process? Uh, I did find it really interesting that the director of HPS, Kamal Harb really emphasized how they provide education for students and that they are allowed to um, kind of direct students to clinics of where they can receive free condoms, but of course the university can't provide them, um, which I think is why uh, the group thought it was so important to offer them. So did that's interesting because did you get the sense that HPS was sort of like in a bind because they want to provide people sexual uh uh health services um but they're they're not allowed to provide condoms um so are you are you sort of saying this is kind of like a workaround in a way that they can like show people oh hey here's some like places you can go to but we can't directly give you them yeah i think so and he definitely um really seemed like he respected the values that our school um upholds but at the same time wanted to ensure that students are um, being healthy or like having healthy habits if they are engaging in sexual activity got it cool well Haley, thank you so much for coming on our show i really appreciate it uh thank you so much yeah thanks for having me
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fog Pod. Thank you to our amazing sound engineer, Meg Caruana. Thank you to Shores Trio for the intro and outro music and that wavy vibe they always give. And tune in next week for our next episode. Have a good week.